Good afternoon to every one of you. I'd like to begin with a song that summarizes the reading of this weekend. If you know it, you can join me. Lord, you have come to the season, seeking neither nor wealthy nor wise one. You only ask, Lord, that I should follow. With love, you have looked in my eyes, Lord, smiling gently. You call me by name. And I left my boat by the seashore. Now with you, I will seek other souls. Amen. The Lord has come to the left side, to the seashore, seeking neither the qualified, seeking neither the wise one, but he has come to call us as we are. I see this, uh, the readings of this weekend speaking particularly to me, and I hope uh, the readings they speak to you as well. You know, when we talk about the Lord calling or vocation or a divine call, most times we think it is uh, only the clergy or those uh, who are in consecrated life, the religious. But the divine call is for everyone. So I consider myself, the priesthood is an unmerited gift. No one desire, desire, you know, nobody is qualified. I am not the most qualified. In fact, I am not even qualified at all. But it is only the grace of God. In the opening hymn of today's liturgy, you can look at it maybe when you get back home. It says, solely by the heavenly grace that we are able to do whatever we do. So it is the primacy of grace that we see in these uh, this Sunday readings. So the Sunday liturgy presents us with the life of three men, unworthy, three unworthy men. The first reading, Isaiah, who taught himself a sinner, a man of unclean lips, who lived among a people of unclean lips as well. The second one, St. Paul, one that we know his life very well. You read in Acts of the Apostles chapter 9 about the conversion of St. Paul and all you know, that happened to him. It is the primacy, it is the invasion of God's grace. Stand in the life of Peter, you know, recognizing who the Lord is. He said, depart from me, go away from me. Now I can see within this invasion of God's grace that I do not deserve what I am getting. So depart from me, for I am a sinner. So with the life of these three persons, we can put ourselves in context of the mercy of God. For without the mercy of God, none of us is qualified to do anything. Even the little attempt that we make in becoming good Christians, or even responding to the call of Christianity, without the mercy of God, we cannot claim to do anything on our own. So in these readings and in these 
in the life of these three persons. We say, one, the invasion of grace, two, the acknowledgement of sin, and then we say mission. So just, let's just look at it. In the first reading, we read about Isaiah. You know, he was praying. He was in the temple praying like all of us gathered here. So already he was disposed, praying to the Lord, and he saw the angels who were praising God, holy, holy. In fact, he discovered the holiness of God. He didn't make it happen. The event happened upon him. He didn't invent what happened. That is the invention of God's grace coming to him while he was praying just like all of us gathered here, the grace of God invading upon us and then commissioning us, first of all, to recognize our weaknesses and failures and then sending us out at the end of Mass to go and proclaim the goodness. So the grace of God invaded Isaiah while he was at the temple. And in the life of St. Paul, the same thing, he saw himself unworthy, and that is why he said, I am the least. I do not even deserve anything. I am the least of the apostles. But it is only by the grace of God that I, what I am. Without that grace of God, I am nothing. Same with Peter. You know, think about the first century Jews. The boat represents, or is a symbol of your livelihood. It is like your possession. It is like your house. So you do not allow anybody just to get into your boat because that is your livelihood, that is your possession, that is everything that you have. And the reading says Christ got into his boat. That is even without permission. That is also the invasion of grace. Going into his boat, now he can let him discover how grace works. And by the way, what is grace? Grace is a free gift that God gives us, a gift that sanctifies us, a gift that makes us worthy. In his letter to Romans, uh, I think chapter 8, verse, beginning from verse 30, Paul tells us that those he predestined, he caused, and those he caused, he qualifies, and those he qualifies, he then glorifies. So it is that grace that God already predestined us in Christ. In his letter to Romans, no, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 5, he tells us, he predestined us in Christ to be his sons and daughters in Christ Jesus. So we are already adopted. That is the invasion of grace upon us so that we do not lay claim of anything on our own. For all of us, nobody is qualified. Psalm 130 tells us, if the Lord is to mark our iniquities, who would survive? Who? None. But it is by his grace that we are able to even make attempt. So first we see this invasion of grace. And within that circumference of the grace of God, we begin to discover, like Isaiah, like Paul, and like Peter, our unworthiness. And then once we acknowledge that we are sinners, then we are on the pathway to be equipped for the mission. In the case of Isaiah, he said, I'm a man of unclean lips. So that is the acknowledgement. Paul, all of the time, he will say, 
in fact, uh, God has come to save everyone of whom I am the worst. He said, I am the chief. In his letter to Timothy, I think chapter 1, verse uh, 5, that I am the chief, the worst of all sinners. And Peter, we also say, depart from me, for I am a sinner. So, acknowledgement of unworthiness opens everyone to allowing the grace of God to begin to work in us. Because, like I used to say, even the desire to uh, receive the sacrament of confession, it is already the grace of God that is moving you to even take that first step of going for confession. Because without the grace of God, you cannot just get up from your house or from your pew to reach out for the sacrament of reconciliation. So, first comes grace. And then in acknowledging one's sinfulness or unworthiness, we can now receive the courage that we need. In the case of Isaiah, he asked, now I'm going to clean you, I'm going to touch your lips so you can go and make my salvation to the whole world. That is the psalm we just sang. In the presence of the angels, in the presence of the whole world, I will sing, I will proclaim your praise. And Paul, we know, having acknowledged his unworthiness, he was equipped to go on mission to many countries. And his mission is one that gave us, you know, out of the 27 uh, books of the New Testament, Paul has 13. So you can see how the grace of God is moving him or moved him, and how the grace can also move us to engage in mission. In the case of Peter, go to uh, Rome today, you can uh, imagine, you know, you can just wonder the magnificent of just Peter's faith and how the church, you know, has uh, stood steadfast just because of the faith of this man. So the Lord is sending all of us on the same mission by the sacrament of our baptism. We have been incorporated already into the same mission. We have received one, the grace to do and the grace to be because in giving us the grace, we have the grace to be and the grace to do. And the sanctifying grace that is given to us every time we gather. But because of weaknesses or brokenness, all of us, we are broken and wounded in many ways. So because we are wounded or broken, Paul tells us to fan into flame that free gift given to us in Christ. That is the need for continual renewal in his letter to Romans chapter 12. Transform your mind, renew your mind, you know, transform yourself by renewing your mind. So that this grace received at baptism, at confirmation, at Eucharist will always be active in us. So we are able to go out and do and take on the same mission. So my dear brothers and sisters, in this Sunday, first of all, we give thanks to God in Christ for the grace given to us. And acknowledging our unworthiness, we are able to you know, be ready for the mission. And knowing that without inviting Christ to come into our boat, that is into our life, both personal life, both public life, both professional life, then we cannot do anything. The Gospel of John chapter 15 tells us, 
Hard up for me, you cannot do anything. You see, Peter was there all through the day, all through the night. He caught nothing. But once he invited Christ into the boat or allowed him to get into his boat, he was able to catch plenty, many. So we must be disposed to let him enter into the boat of our lives, personal, public, professional, so we are able to do great work or many things. We pray today that first, already the gift of grace given us be renewed. Secondly, to open our eyes to allow his light to shine in the darkness of our sins so we can acknowledge our sinfulness and then be equipped for the mission. So we can, with Isaiah, say, here I am, send me. Here I am, send me. May we now, all of us, sing it together. Here I am, Lord. It is I, Lord. I have heard you calling in the night. I will go, Lord. If you lead me, I will hold your people in my heart. May the Lord bless his words in our hearts through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.